Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey, folks, welcome back. I'm Cliff Schechter here along with my cohort in podcasting, John Aravosis. Hey, John. Hey, Cliff. Yes. Busy day. Yeah, I don't know. Is there something going on today? Poignant moving day. Uh, Today is the opening hearings of the Insurrection Committee, as we are calling it, the House Select Committee on the January 6th Insurrection. Uh, They're interviewing the Sedition Commission. The Sedition Commission. They're uh, interviewing uh, four police officers, uh, at least one with the Metropolitan Police, which is DC's police force, uh, several with the US Capitol Police talking about what they experienced that day, really moving. Uh, The members themselves have been moved. I mean, Kinzinger choked up, uh, Schiff choked up. I think all four cops choked up. It's been really, uh, it's been really. The only, the only one, the only one who didn't was was uh, Liz Cheney. And you know, when your dad shoots his friends in the face, you're tough. You know, I will say though, I had posted a video. Cheney was the first person they kind of lined up and were each going through to meet him. Cheney was the first person to give the guys hugs. Oh no, no, I know. I'm not. I give her credit for everything. No, but she's, she's a she's a tough to gal. I mean, she she was giving hugs, which and she was the first one to kick it off. Who's the second one to give hugs after her Kinzinger? That's right. Which I thought was meant, really cool. That was yeah. That was meant to be more of a joke about her dad, really, than anything. No, else. no, I know, I know. And uh, and and just so you folks will know, John was getting a little bit jealous when uh, mm-hmm. the cops were getting the hug Kinzinger there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> He's put on a little weight, you know. I, it was, the I women say we never talk about the guys. Adam's got a little COVID weight he needs to lose. A little married, so we, married and COVID weight, I think. But uh, I don't know. You need to. You may need to help him know. out. He was a tough Air Force pilot. Looked mighty good in those jeans He's he used to wear. Off the market. Off the market. <laughs> Any case, um, no, but very, uh, very. It, it's funny. It ended up being. We delayed the podcast. We're taping this around one o'clock Eastern time, but we delayed because we wanted to see the hearing and it it ended up being more, it's, it's still going on, but we finally figured, okay, we'll take a break and just way more poignant than I even expected, which is good. Well, I think we've talked about that on here, which is uh, you can talk about things forever and think that, you know, that's the power of video. It's the power of imagery, you know, which we underestimate sometimes, which yep. is, you know, we can talk about it again and again and again, but until you see that video again and what it does to you and hear those noises and then see these officers, you know, I mean, an officer Fanon's case banging his fist on the table pretty much about how they were betrayed yep. by the people who they, they saved and Gearing up, you know the officer. Oh, what was his name? One of the earlier ones that came out referring to to uh, the the insurrectionists as terrorists. Which, by the way, lesson for Democrats and messaging there. Call them seditious terrorists if you want. Call them treasonous terrorists. That's got nice alliteration to it. But they're terrorists. Call them domestic terrorists if you're more comfortable. But in the end, they're terrorists. And when we don't use the proper language to describe them. You know, we're not doing justice to, to what happened, and we're also not winning. So, yeah. so you know. what we think we're going to do, since Cliff and I spend way more time, well, I certainly spend a lot more time watching the news than you do, but Cliff does too. Um, well, but I'm, but I'm infamous time, for watching I don't, I, CNN all day. <laughs> right. See, I don't do that, but when stuff like yeah. this is on, I watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I've got several clips of the various officers giving their testimony and then Kinzinger's statement, which was also very moving. I think we'll play maybe each one comment on it and then play the next because some of them are a minute or two minutes long. But, you know, in thinking about it, you guys 
may not have been watching. Some of you have been watching this whole thing, but some of you haven't. And these really are some of the best clips. So I think it, it still provides you a value added opportunity to kind of hear. So let me start with uh, Fanon. Michael Fanon is the undercover narcotics officer, uh, uh, kind of a hillbilly. I guess. I don't know what to call him. I think he, he might be from West Virginia, Kentucky, but he's got a um, he's from that region. It's not a nice way of, of putting it, John. He's he's a country guy. He's a country boy. He's a country boy. When you say boy. hillbilly, not everybody takes no, that I mean, literally, I meant, but I meant literally. I didn't mean that as a slur. <laughs> I, I meant know. he could be Appalachia too. I'm not sure where, but he's a, uh, no, I know, I know. I'm kidding. But, but, uh, but meaning he's a he undercutter, undercover narcotics officer, which kind of makes sense because he, he really comes across as this uh, rural, almost Southern, but not Southern, you know, you kind of think Kentucky, West Virginia guy. And he's the one who they dragged across the floor, tasered him repeatedly. It gave him a heart. He actually had a heart attack. He had brain damage from it. Um, they took his weapon and then discussed and said, one of them said, let's kill him with his own weapon. So he's that guy. Been very. He's also the guy who wanted to meet with Kevin McCarthy. And McCarthy refused, the, the Republican leader in the House. And finally, he was McCarthy was shamed into meeting him. So that's yeah, he re- for about a month he refused and then important to note also um we've talked about it before but that circus clown representative clyde uh who ended up claiming that this was a, a tourist visit because yeah oh right it looked a lot right. looked a lot like that also right. ended up in an elevator with Fanon, um he, which i'm sure he would have liked to have avoided and wouldn't even look at him look at his phone according to Fanon, wouldn't look at him wouldn't shake his hand oh, yeah i'm sure it was I mean, again probably. once that once you see the the some of this footage, and once you see the way these guys talk about that day, and then you see the callousness yeah. with which these most Republicans have acted towards them. I mean, especially the one the ones. I mean, there are plenty who are just hiding in the shadows because they're cowards. But yeah. the ones who open their mouths, the Elise Stefanics and Clydes yeah. and others, how just utterly grotesque they are. All right, let me. I'm going to start with the first Fanon clip. I believe this is a this is a relatively short one, actually, about 20 seconds long. That uh, I believe has him talking about the attack. But let's see. I was grabbed, beaten, tased, all while being called a traitor to my country. I was at risk of being stripped of and killed with my own firearm, as I heard chants of "kill him with his own gun." I can still hear those words in my head today. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner, finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. If you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, I wish my under eye bags would just go away. Oh, no, it's this ad. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, until now, 
introducing the new Genucel serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Chamonix? Chamonix. Oh, the, it's it's French. Oh, Chamonix. Maybe. That's funny. I know, but I mean, I'm trying to say it American style. Chamonix. It's Chamonix. Exactly. Susan from. Susan from New Jersey wrote, I've been using Genucel for a couple months. Actually, I remember this from a TV ads. I've heard of Genucel. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love the product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and get 50% off all Genucel packages for the summer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Uh, I.E. on Stephanie. That's lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. <laughs> now, let me actually, I might as well play this next one of his cliff and then we can talk about Fanon. Maybe we'll do that with each of these guys. The next one, he is talking about, oops, hello, sorry. The next one, he is, actually, I'm not going to tell you what he's talking about, but what is important to know about it is at one point he slams his fist on the table when he says the word disgraceful. You won't get it, obviously, because you're not watching, but you'll hear kind of a slam when he says it. It was so loud watching it live on TV. I mean, I jumped out of my seat, but it's funny because you see everyone behind him, the same thing. Like all of a sudden everyone jumped and at attention and started looking at him like, and a reporter reported that that's exactly what happened, that the whole room was super quiet. You could even hear people typing. And as soon as he did that, everyone snapped to attention. It was really interesting. Um, but so let me play this one. This one might be about a minute or so. What makes the struggle harder and more painful is to know so many of my fellow citizens including so many of the people I put my life at risk to defend are downplaying or outright denying what happened. I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room, but too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. My law enforcement career prepared me to cope with some of the aspects of this experience. Being an officer, you know your life is at risk whenever you walk out the door, even if you don't expect otherwise law-abiding citizens to take up arms against you. But nothing, truly nothing, has prepared me to address those elected members of our government who continue to deny the events of that day. And in doing so, betray their oath of office. Let me just say real quick, Cliff, and then maybe weigh in. I think this is why this hearing was so important today and why it ended up being even more poignant than I expected. Really, I think it's way more impactful. We needed to get this stuff on the record. First of all, there are sound bites like this that are so impactful, yeah. I guess more than I expected because we've heard Fanon. He's been on CNN a lot. He's been on the news a lot. But still to see someone, and mind you, these guys are in their dress uniforms. They've got all of their... Uh, They've got stripes on their chest like the military guys have, like the generals have, like the different colored stripes in bars um, yep. across their chest. And uh, I'm sure it's different honors and things like that. But it's interesting to see because it just adds to the gravity of these guys are cops and they're decorated cops. And it just it's it, it is it is important for the history books to have this. It, it, the other thing I, I guess stepping, stepping yeah, back, I was going to say, because Cliff and I talked about this before the show, it also kind of blew my mind how upset I got watching all of this. They included a, uh, some new video of the, of the protest of the protest of the riot. It's just like the old video. It's not like it's anything new. And I mean, it's all the same stuff, right? These horrible people beating cops. I was feeling visibly angry as I was watching it. Claire. 
And it kind of almost blew my mind that I still get so upset watching it. Well, I would say a couple of things, um, two, really, I can think of to add to this. One is that that's because you're a decent person and you're human. Yeah. Um, and to me, it doesn't say so much about us that we're affected by this because we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be at least somewhat compassionate, decent people and not completely sort of bereft of morality uh, and compassion for others. And it says a hell of a the Elise Stefanics and the Jim Jordans, they're, they're, you know, to call them what you will, pick a name, narcissists, sociopaths, they're, they're evil. They're just, they're pure evil. Um, to, to, to know that people, it, it, I, mean, I can't think of anything else. Again, I brought to you earlier, like movies I've seen in the past. You're, you're, not, you're not a big action movie kind of guy, John, but there's one back in like, I feel like late 70s, early 80s called The Wild Geese. No, I watched no, with no. Sir Richard Moore in it. No. No. Well, you saw Harry Potter, so you know who Sir Richard. I know Moore Harry Potter. Is and, but who who is you, who, who is Sir Richard Moore? No, was a famous that? sort of British actor for a long time. What was he in Harry um, Potter? No, am I getting his name wrong? Because then I'm going to punch myself in the face. Probably. Um, well, maybe he was Harry Potter. I'm pulling it up. Richard Harris, you mean? That's what I meant. Oh yeah, Richard Harris was Damn Dumbledore, it. but then died. I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Richard Moore. I'm getting, I'm getting yeah, my yeah. Irish names wrong. Is yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. doing. I mean, I'm a racist. I'm anti-Irish. That's okay. Um, Sir, Sir Richard Harris, um, um, and, and and a number of other actors, and it was all about these guys who go. They're these mercenaries, and they leave others on the battlefield because they get paid off. So they leave them there to die. And I'm sure that's been done in numerous other types right. of movies. I can think of a few others, but that was one that had an impact on me. I, the reason why I said Richard Moore, by the way, is because Roger Moore was in it too. The, the guy oh, okay. who played James Bond for a number of years was right. also in it. Sorry, I was combining two names. Right. But point being, that's what I think of when I think of this. They left these guys on the battlefield. These guys were, were being attacked by an, by an organized terrorist attack. Okay. And they were being beaten and stabbed and gouged. You know, uh, people were trying to take their farms and shoot them. And the response of those whose lives they were giving their, their, their souls and frankly willing to give their lives to protect is to pretend it never happened. It's to yeah. pretend it was a tourist visit. Yeah. You know, and so that the first thing is that anybody normal human, I, I, I really do think that this could hurt them badly politically They're because anybody who's not a sociopath, yes. And I don't know if you use this in campaign commercials. I don't know how you use it. I would want to take some time to think about it. But, you know, I mean, I think to me, that's the, the, the main point of all this. And the other main, the other point is how utterly stupid and, and without vision Kevin McCarthy is. And yeah. frankly, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Because they needed this to be a bipartisan commission. They yeah. needed, even if they didn't have Jim Jordan there, if they put on Republicans in, who were considered to be in reasonable standing, and sadly, that even includes some of them that voted against, you know, uh, the electoral votes. Right. Right, but they hadn't screamed and yelled. Were the ones that stood up and, and posed for cameras like Jim Jordan and Matt Gates? They just had sort of Republicans who could break the thing up, you know, the one video after the other, one testimony after the other, by asking questions, by right. by sort of right. you know trying to at least bring in some moral equivocation, even though it'd be very hard to do. But in any way, they could have broken broken up that narrative, and instead they they seeded the whole thing. Yeah. And yep. so it's one after another, and that's what makes it so powerful. Well, you know, and so what a strategic yeah. just go on. 
Yeah, in any case, I'm just saying what a, what a, what a, a strategic failure of, right. of of any vision of what this would look like on the parts of McConnell and McCarthy. You know, it, what's interesting about what you just said again, sort of a PR messaging point here. But when I was working on the Hill, there was one of the newspapers that hated my boss, and I remember asking the press secretary, I was like, "Why do?" Because we had to call them on some issue I was working on it, and they were they were lying about what we were doing because, <laughs> like, I knew and it was a transportation issue. It wasn't like it was you know politics, um, right. and they were just they were lying about it because they wanted to make him look bad. And the press secretary said, okay, you know, I want you to get on the phone with me. I'm going to set it up and, you know, we're going to do you on background. You give, you're going to give any anyway, bottom line. He goes, you know, you'll be safe. Don't worry. Cause we didn't like staff being quoted. And I asked him, I said, why do you like cut them off? Why don't you just cut them off? And he said, because they're going to do the article anyway, but, th and then they won't have anything from us this way. Even if they're going to lie, they're going to have a quote or two from us telling the truth. And at least people are going to go, Hmm, versus the entire article just has lies and right. And the same thing with these hearings. If you, you know, if you think the Democrats are lying, you at least want your guy there to present the truth. So at least there's a, he said, she said, now you just got. Hell, even if you're evil, yeah. if you're, if you're evil, but smart and you know that you are lying and you want well, your too. guys there to, 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 to <laughs> you're right. They, I shouldn't they, have put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want a circus clown there like Jim Jordan, which is why right. uh, trying to put him on there was stupid, even strategically. Well, now imagine if these guys yeah. gave this kind of testimony and Jim Jordan being the sociopath he is, who has no sympathy for any of them or any human being, which is again, well, I'll remind people yeah. why he comes the other way when, when, wrestlers are being molested at OSU and pretends he's never heard anything when six different witnesses have said he did. Okay. That's the type of guy he is. You don't want that guy who's, who preens before cameras, screams and yells and makes a fool of himself to, right. to break this thing up that way right. because that would have backfired on them. Right. But you try to put prudent, moderate sounding, even if their politics aren't moderate Republicans on there to ask questions, to try to poke holes, to try to make it sound like, you know, like it wasn't as, as straightforward as you think. And there were people there who really weren't there. There were some yep. good people there who weren't there to do this and blah, blah, blah. And, and, but, but, but first by trying to force Jordan on there, which would have backfired anyhow. And second, by then pulling everybody and letting the only sane Republicans left get on there. And you, and you knew after, after how the, the party has gone out after and, and stripped, you know, Liz Cheney of power that, that she'd already been picked, that she was going to do this in an honest way. And she does have the name Cheney. And you knew there was a good chance that, that a Kin Kinzinger would too, as I said on this right. thing before, I would have added one more. I would have added either Upton or Meyer from Mich from Michigan. I think more so Upton because he's been a senior member they of the party have, like Cheney. She may have, Pelosi may have approached them and maybe uh, they weren't willing. You know, you never know. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I yeah. can't say, but I mean, I would have because again, they're they're sitting there and they're they're right. proving our point. Well, you know, which well, is no, that this is this yeah. shouldn't be part of it. I mean, Go let ahead. me ask you though, because it's interesting about Jordan. I, I don't I don't understand what value Jordan gives them. I agree that there is clearly a thing of late of of Republicans owning the libs and doing it for their base and they think it's beneficial and trump did this clearly trump loved to do outrageous stuff so he'd get the press partially because he's just a narcissist right but also right. partially because they used it to inflame their base and marjorie taylor green does this matt gates does this to show aha see i pissed off the liberals that blonde chick with the gun does it all the time not the congressional the one on the college campus with the with the braids oh, God, i mean yeah. right they all do this and yeah, the idiot He's from the great state of Ohio, too, oh, by the way. Oh I, oh, I didn't realize that. Tommy Laren, you know, Ugh. does it. I mean, they all they all do it. It's performative, performative, performative outrage. outrage. But except that they're 
they're performing with our outrage, right? They're doing stuff to make us go crazy. So I agree Jim Jordan does that, but I, I still don't get how, and maybe there is zero intent on winning over the middle. Jim Jordan does not win over the middle. Jim Jordan gets the base going, yeah, go get him, Jim. He right. sounds like he's, so, so, I always, what? Well, you go ahead and I'll make my point. On, on what I mean, I was going to say, Jim he sounds Jordan's like he's value Coke from what I hear. I always say he sounds like he's on 10 cups of coffee and people always go, you know, whether it's Don Jr. or him, they go, cocaine does that too. I don't think Jim Jordan's on Coke, but, but he, he sounds like he's had, you know, 20 cups of coffee injected in his veins as somebody who speaks quickly. Let me tell you, I mean, myself, that is not what you want to do. You don't want to be talking like this and these things and be great. And then yelling at the top of your voice and going like this. It just, it makes most people turn off. Especially you know? with that sort of butthead smirk on his face that he's makes him mean, he's an asshole about it. Yes. Well, well he, I mean, you know, I mean, that's what, that's what John, <laughs> that's what Boehner referred to him as. He referred him as two things. Or asshole. Uh, he referred to him as an asshole and as a legislative terrorist. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I mean he's, I he's, what he's think, the house's version of Ted Cruz. Right, but he's what's the, the benefit? Which because means, they they embrace him and they do just this. McCarthy wanted him on that committee for him to be the star. Right. Well, that actually is it just a I base strategy McCarthy, again. That's it. Here, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Let me give yeah. you the whole thing. I don't think that that McCarthy wanted him on that committee. I think McCarthy was taking orders from Donald Trump. Oh, I think Donald Trump wanted him right. on that committee so that because he okay. Donald Trump knew that right. Jim Jordan would defend his honor right. and defend him the way possible and do it Jim in Jordan's the most obnoxious way possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jim Jordan's playing a whole completely different game now. Um, let me give you an example. I mean, yeah, sadly, Don, Donald Trump was able to pull off winning Ohio twice and winning some, some swing states in a way that, you know, is, is horrifying because if they put all of their money into it, they can be very good, as we know, especially national Democrats that turn them into too liberal for certain swing states you know, that have rural areas and had some more conservative voters. But when it comes to Jim Jordan, just to give you an idea how toxic, you know, he made himself, you know, I mean, there, the goal there with Jordan originally, I think, was he was going to run for, for statewide office. And right. we had two golden opportunities this time because Mike DeWine, because he's much more mild mannered and only crazy on some issues um, like abortion and, and whatever, and acted actually somewhat reasonable, very reasonable, re reasonably for a Republican on COVID. He, they all they hate him on the right. They wanted to right. impeach him. And now he's got a former congressman, Renacy, is challenging him in the primary. Why isn't that Jim Jordan? I'll tell you why. Because when you hear Jim Renacy, can you think of anything? Hmm. I bet you can't, right? You don't even remember who he is. No, no, he is. no, no. Right. He's very wealthy. He put a lot of money right. into creating a brand as a, you know, as a conservative Republican, but not, be, but not be such an out loud asshole as to piss off everybody in the middle. Right. Jim Jordan's already lost that battle. Right. And if he were that far to the right and that crazy, he could still win in Utah or Wyoming. Right. He could still win in Alabama, you know, in Mississippi, but he can't win here. You know, right. those kinds of Republicans don't, I mean, um, they're exceptions again, but it's much tougher for them to win here. Imagine when it's not a nationalized win. race. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'll just finish that thought. Yeah. He's already lost. So he didn't, he didn't run in the primary. He didn't run the open Senate race for Rob Portman's mm -hmm. seat because right. he can't, he can't, he, he's probably looked at polling. It shows he's such a loudmouth and he's such a dick. He's so unlikable, you know, that, that, and he's been so loud about it that his only role now is to gin up the base. He can't win in this state, uh, statewide. So basically what his role is going to be is to go around and defend Trump everywhere. And wherever there's rallies and pure red, 
you know, blood red states or blood red districts to go and and, and get the, the base fired up or whatever. But using him on committees were uh, on network TV where normal people are watching as opposed to just OAN and, you know, right. uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? The, the, their stupid other right wing channels on uh, Newsmax is uh, Newsmax. Or whatever. Like it makes it, it doesn't make any sense to, to right. have him to have him on. A, so that this is where I don't understand their strategy. Yeah, all I was going to say was imagine Michael Fanone or any of the other cops. Now, Jordan would have been very careful with them, but watch him have one of his outrages, you know, at the Dems or whatever, and Fanone or something to jump in and go, excuse me, sir. Right. I mean, and just and then I mean that. And honestly, if I were the committee staff, I would have prepared these guys just I would have you you want to feel them out. I wouldn't say bait him because, look, they're they're cops. They were, you know, they're victims. You know what I mean? They're honorable. They they're very honorable victims as well. I, I don't think I'd want to go that far as just, hey, let's bait the guy. But I would say, I want to prepare you that this guy's going to go nuts at some point. He could go nuts on you. He could go nuts on a member. But his goal is to disrupt the entire process, to make it a farce, you know, to undercut what you're saying and your message and your truth by making a farce of this. And if you feel comfortable, feel free to jump in and shut him down, even if it's even if he's talking to, but I think they care enough about getting yeah. the truth up that they'd be willing yeah. to. You know, I'm not saying you'd say. Oh, no, they, they, yeah. I think they might be thinking that in their minds because the, the yes. thing is, is I think you yes. give him even more credit than I do. Yeah. I don't think he has enough self control to not insult one of them if they talk back to him the way Jim Jordan yeah, that's, has. That's that's what, I'm sorry, the way yeah. Ted Cruz has done with people. Yeah. When yeah. I just, I just think yeah. they're such just disgusting individuals yeah. who if you go through every phase of their lives even people that agreed with them ideologically hated them yeah nobody yep. you know they're, they're even for for like right wingers they're unlikable yep. and so to put jim jordan out there as opposed to somebody who puts off a much more moderate image but is still very right wing and is still with you it's just dumb let but me, uh, you know and having nobody is i don't know what's worse <laughs> let me give you going. uh daniel hodges uh clip of him two minutes long he is the uh, D.C. police, let me check here. Yeah, D.C. police officer <clears throat> who was the uh, young kind of, it's funny, he looked blondish, but he's got maybe darker hair. I say young blondish guy, but who was trapped in the doorway going into the Congress when the throng was pushing against the doorway, you know, heave ho, heave ho. And he was stuck in the doorway physically and screaming for help. And while he's screaming for help and trapped, the one of the asshole terrorists is trying to rip off his mask so he'll get, he'll get, uh, uh, tear gas in his face. Remember, horrible. So he is talking about that day as well. Hold on. We were marching in two columns, but as we got closer to the West Terrace, the crowd became so dense that in order to progress, we marched single file with our hands on the shoulders of the man in front of us in order to avoid separation. However, as we came close to the terrace, our line was divided and we came under attack. The man attempted to rip the baton from my hands and we wrestled for control. I retained my weapon after I pushed him back. He yelled at me, you're on the wrong team. Cut off from our leadership, which was at the front of our formation. We huddled up and assessed the threats surrounding us. One man tried and failed to build a rapport with me, shouting, are you my brother? Another takes a different tack, shouting, you will die on your knees. I was at the front of our group and determined we had to push our way through the crowd in order to join the defense proper. So I began shouting, make way, as I forged ahead, hoping that I'm clearing a path for others behind me to follow. However, as I looked back, I saw that the rest of the group came under attack and were unable to follow. The crowd attempted to physically bar the rest of the platoon from following. I backtracked and started pulling the terrorists off my team from their backpacks and their collars. 
Around this time, one of the terrorists who had scaled the scaffolding that adorned the Capitol at the time threw something heavy down at me and struck me in the head, disorienting me. I suspect this resulted in the likely concussion I dealt with in the weeks after. Another man attempted to disarm me of my baton. And again, we wrestled for control. He kicked me in my chest as we went to the ground. I was able to retain my baton again, but I ended up on my hands and knees and blind. The medical mask I was wearing at the time to protect myself from the coronavirus was pulled up over my eyes so I couldn't see. I braced myself against the impact of their blows and feared the worst. Thankfully, my platoon had repelled their own attackers and got me back on my feet. The crowd started chanting, USA at us, and we struck out again for the West Terrace. This is, like you said, there need to be ads of this stuff. Cliff, I just, part of, 50% of what's getting me so mad is, and this is like my activist PR gut kicking in, this kind of stuff is game over for the Republicans, not even for the Republicans, for the other team. When they, when this kind of stuff happens and they do this kind of stuff, it's over. They have to dis. I mean, if Democrats had done this, it would be yep. we'd have to disband our party and rename ourselves something else, like one of those companies that you know kills people and they've got to rename the drug afterwards, right? Or AIDS diet You're pills. Like, hey, we're Altria. <laughs> we're AIDS, not AIDS, AIDS diet pills, A Y D S, which were a big thing right. in the '80s, and they kind of had to rename that. those diet pills. They should have TV. That? Yeah, that, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't good. I was, I mean, it was, they were, the ads were all about losing weight. I mean, it was horrible. I remember those two, but, uh, but I mean, it's, it, 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 oh, it, there's nothing more you could offer a political partisan than this to destroy the other team. They were beating cops, as we said, with American flags to hear. And now they're not just downplaying it today. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Getz, Louis Gohmert, and Paul Gosar for crazy conservative, or not conservative, crazy far-right QAnon, some of them, uh, gets is under investigation for child sex trafficking, just Gosar's a racist and Gomert's just fucking crazy. They are holding to try to preempt coverage of this event, this, this hearing. They're holding a press conference in front of the Department of Justice on behalf of the insurgent insurrectionist terrorists because they are demanding they be released because they did nothing wrong. Cliff, right. how fucking easy would it be to do like a PR campaign on this entire goddamn thing? I mean, it'd be the easiest thing in the world. But even that, also, I'd say a paid media campaign. I mean, this should be basically there should be a t- there should be a compilation one minute TV ad with nothing but but their testimony um, going back and forth. Their testimony is most of the audio. And then you go back and forth between their faces as Fanon's pounding the thing and as they're talking about the concussion they got and whatever. And you're showing background footage of B-roll of these guys and all the shit they were doing and breaking and kicking through and whatever. I mean, yep. it would, you know, and then and you're the, 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 the punchline at the end, of course, is this is what Jim Jordan caused. Right. I mean, right. you destroy them. Us will probably just be like, all right, let's talk about healthcare. Right. <laughs> yep. Let's talk about jobs. Yep. No, we can't I, talk it, about everything both at the same yeah. time. That takes too much. No, as oh god, I'm sorry, you ought to hear I didn't sleep well last night. But as always, I I really don't understand what's hindering our party in doing more with this stuff because it's just and it's frankly, it's not just PR, it's really freaking dangerous. 
I mean, watching well, this but, stuff. But I mean, we're talking about PR yeah. in service of something greater. We're not talking about PR yeah. here to sell, sell, you know, more toothpaste or well, no, whatever. But what I mean is we're it's not just a proper of... messaging to, to protect our democracy. Bingo. So it's not just about. about our political party winning is what I meant. It is. Yes. It's, and, and frankly, that got impressed on me again watching this today because what is getting me so upset the fact that they're having that press conference, they should be kicked out of Congress for it. The fact that Donald Trump is still def- that, that in the last week or two, uh, Donald Trump was on TV. It was last week, actually, was there again talking about how uh, remember it was it was a love fest. They loved each other. The police welcomed them and all that bullshit. He, it, it that should be something you go around to every member of Congress with a camera and you make them denounce it or support it. Do you agree with Donald Trump? Here's the video. Right, well, the- I, I mean, yeah. And Stefana stood up today and held a press conference where she said that the whole thing happened because of Nancy Pelosi. I mean, again, to me, that should be that you should be removed from Congress. I, I really do feel that way. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.